0: This is Health Matters with Zipler. Hey everybody, this week on Health Matters, I'm joined by uh, one heck of an athlete. Let me just tell you a little bit about Michelle Weber, our guest on this podcast, double Olympian in 2016 and 2020 Olympic Games, 2019 World Aquatics Champion, uh, ships uh, took part in that, SA 10-kilometer champion, the fastest South African woman to cross the English Channel. Michelle, thanks for joining us.
1: Hi Ryan, thank you very much.
0: <laughs> I always love to ask people, especially when it comes to professional sport or any kind of sport, where it began for them. So, where did your journey of swimming begin?
1: It started actually. My older sister was at a school gala. It was she was probably in grade one at the time, and she jumped in in the race with a pool noodle and she tried to finish the whole lap with a pool needle while all the other kids were swimming across the pool, like sprinting. And she came in stone last. And it was like, then my dad looked at my mom and he was like, it's time that the kids go for swimming lessons. (laughs) So then she started on swimming and then. Um, for two weeks, I wasn't allowed to swim yet because I was too young. And okay. for two weeks, I just nagged my mom, please can I start swimming, please can I start swimming, please can I start swimming. And then she actually just like put me in the water and that's how it
0: started. And then you'd also find that, I mean, there comes a time where you go, okay, well, I've now, you know, I like swimming, but I don't necessarily want to do this forever. You not only liked it, but you fell in love with it and it was something that's stuck with you for, for your life.
1: Yeah. I mean, I wasn't, I wasn't sure if I wanted to go into it. I mean, in school, I was doing netball and hockey and every single sport that you could imagine. And I was a pretty good runner as well. And now I can't run for anything. I mean, I prefer (laughs) to be in the water. Um, But I was in a pretty good um, swimming environment when I was younger. Mm. A lot of the the coach that I was with, um, he took um, swimmers to the Olympics since the 1996 Olympics. And I had amazing Um, swimmers that I was around all the time from the time I was eight years old. So really great mentors and a great family, great parents, siblings. um, And yeah, that's how I just sort of drove into going to Olympics?
0: Because it seems to me, and I mean, you correct me if I'm wrong, but you have to be really good at swimming before anybody even notices. It's one of those sports where, yeah, I mean, we, we we grow up and we play the big ones. You mentioned netball and hockey. It's like the mass sports where we're as teams we participate in and at school, it's always the, the uh, little kids are pushed towards those first. And then we swim in galas and we swim when we swim. And you've got to be like really good, at, I guess, at any sport. But with swimming particularly, it always feels like they're they're always I don't want to say short-changed, but they're always given a harder task of making it in that sport because you've got to be the cream of the crop before anybody even takes notice.
1: Yeah, <laughs> yes, I don't. I think I, I started. I mean, I started when I was younger, and sure. I tried to I tried to win the races that I could. But I mean, it's a hard sport. It's, it's a, hard a lot sport. of time in the water. Just yeah. you and your thoughts. Your cap and goal was in costume, looking at a black line, training for you know we do. Ten sessions a week, up to two hours every single session. So it's 20 hours of you, your face in the water from I was from when I was 12 years old. So. Um, yeah, I'm a little waterlogged, but I mean, <laughs> it's hard to, it's hard to keep up and to train for these marathons, sure. I mean, yeah. you have to, you have to put in the work.
0: I want to talk about uh, some of the career highlights of you so, f- of yours so far, and I know there's still plenty of career left, and you are, you're still young, you've got, you still a world of swimming achievements that you've probably got in your list that you'd still like to hopefully accomplish and achieve. Um, I, there's two things that I'm, I'm interested to know, and then when, you, uh, when you just said what you said now, nah, I triggered a thought, do you jump into the pool? just to cool down. Like, you know, it's summer uh, in, in, in. and you think about a pool. You think, I'm just getting in the water quickly. I'm going to cool down. Do you see a swimming pool the same way? Do you look at a pool and go, I'm just going to get in the pool. It looks like, a. am just going to get in and cool down.
1: No, hell no. I don't, <laughs> I don't do that.
0: I <laughs> wonder. I wondered.
1: I wondered.
0: <laughs> okay. Let's talk about some of those highlights. You've been to two Olympics. Um, what's it like going to the Olympics?
1: Um, you know, it was an amazing experience. It's something you sort of, if you're an athlete, it's, this is like the pinnacle of sporting. So you um i mean you train really hard um you put in all the hours i mean you get great mentors like your coach and everyone sure. so then and you know family support as well i mean you know honestly like they, they yeah. were amazing but yeah. i mean um yeah just getting there it's it's like a dream come true it's like it's like being a dancer and then yeah. you're performing on the biggest stage on the earth or being an actor and you're being filmed so it's like it's um it's what you want as an athlete so you know all you know, all glory to God and to my yeah, family and everyone who's absolutely. been involved. But, yeah, um, it was it was amazing.
0: <laughs> You've got a great network, and I love it when you talk about your family or when you talk about God or when you talk about just to the structure around your life. That's very important to any athlete. A lot of athletes don't have that. A lot of athletes don't have a structure around them where they can walk away from that sport or discipline and then have that support structure where they can just be a Michelle at home. With mom and dad and, and and mom and dad going, Well, if you need the time to recover, or you need a time to get your mind right in preparation to doing something, we're here to support you. Mm. What I mean it seems to me that's a massive role in your life, your parents and and that support group around you.
1: Yeah, I know definitely. I'm I'm very lucky and privileged to have that. I mean, as athletes, we, you know, you don't always get everything that you want, but I mean, just having a family to lean on, um, you know, coming home from practice and just having that comfort and that support is amazing. And y'all, there aren't a lot of people and there aren't a lot of athletes that have that, but I mean, some of the greatest athletes come from some of the worst backgrounds so wow. it's um it's it's amazing what sport can do and what it can bring out of you yes. um so as long as you have you know if you have someone it's 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 a massive privilege
0: tell us about is there a specific standout moment of the career you've had thus far
1: um I think right now recently would be the English channel I did it a few <laughs> months ago and it was just the most bizarre experience of my life it's not it's something I never thought I would do and I just um it was about two years ago I heard a couple of my friends um we were at a swimming event and some of them had swum the English Channel and some of them wanted to do it and you know it was nothing I thought that I would ever do but then um I just in the moment I was like yeah I think I could maybe do that and then two weeks later I signed up and then I was on this journey to swim the English channel and honestly when I got to you know you put in all the work um I was doing about 70 to 80 kilometers of swimming every week and you get to the, the swim and you know, I sort of got to England and I was standing there and I didn't know what the heck I was doing here. Um, and why, for, for what reason I was mm. going to swim from England to France. Um, but you know, as soon as I got on the boats and I went to the start of the, the start of the swim, I actually, I actually just knew it was just there to experience the entire, the entire moment, the buildup to it. Um, it came from being locked down at home mm. throughout COVID. COVID um, yes. I also lost my mom and it was a huge build-up to the swim. So then you um you get to this um when I started the swim, I was just so thankful to be there. And I was just like, like you know yeah. what? It's yeah. such it an amazing, sense. Yes, it just made made like, sense. Yeah. yeah.
0: I think uh, when I think of the English channel, I think of the 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 massive, massive ships that go across. And I think of the water not being the cleanest water on Earth. I mean, we really are lucky in South Africa. When people want to go do massive feats like a Robin Island swim uh, on a glorious day, there's nothing. Okay, the water's cold, sure, but there's nothing better than the, the oceans that we have. here. What were the conditions like? In the Did you go through a lot of pollution?
1: Um. You know, before before I went, someone I didn't. That was the last thing I was thinking sure. about. But they said, you know, with all the ships going past, I mean, you must be careful. You sure. don't smell like oil. Um, so then, um, this was, this was an interview before I left for channel. And then I was just like, you know, this was the last thing I was thinking about. I mean, I was preparing for cold water, I was preparing for a long swim, I was preparing for swells and everything else that the channel is going to throw at me. But, um, you know, the oil fumes was not something I thought about, but you know, um, you know, it wasn't, it wasn't as bad as what I thought it would be, but you know, it's definitely such a concern and what's happening in the environment today Mm. that, you know, we really have to look after our oceans and, you know, um. Yeah, just a cleaner environment. Yeah. Mm.
0: Let's talk a little bit about training. Look like at the moment, okay. So here we are. We've we know that literally a couple of months ago you did the the crossing. How hard is training at the moment? What's next on the on the calendar for you that you're training for?
1: Um. At the so yeah, I'm back in training now. I'm doing a lot more shorter swims and a lot more speed work after the 35k swim. But um, we have Paris and twenty Paris Olympics in yes. 2024. Yeah. So. Next year we have our first round of qualifiers, and then yeah. Whew,
0: I love it. It never stops. Yeah. <laughs> what? Um. How important it, And I say this to all the athletes that we've had on this on this podcast is that um. Obviously, diet plays a huge role in what you're putting into your body. Uh. You're obviously um going through a lot of calories in terms of burning it off. What are you? Are you very strict with your eating? Are you? Uh, do you have a specific diet that you have to stick to to stay in shape?
1: Yeah, so it's – I'm constantly fueling. Um, A lot of people say carbs are bad, but, I mean, like, I'll have – I mean, I I eat almost, like, six to seven times a day where I'm just snacking all the time and making sure I get the – nutrition in and I sort of like my focus is to keep my sugar levels very constant. So I don't I don't really dip too much, but I'm just like always at a performing um level. So at the moment, um three times a week I'll be doing three sessions a week where I swim and then I gym midday and then I swim again in the afternoon. Yes. So on days like that, it's important that I get a good, a good breakfast in. So I'll have um, a smoothie with lots of fruits. Um uh, after that i'll after my swim i'll have some, a protein shake with a banana and then before my third nice. session i'll have some carbs or something like that but yeah just constantly fueling so yes. nutrition you need um you need good fuel to keep your body moving and functioning properly so that you can perform mentally <laughs> and physically
0: it's so important um do you, are you uh, now that sounded very healthy as well what you've just run through do you, are you allowed to indulge in things like pizza i don't want to use the word um, takeaway or junk food but we, I, I, I'd like to think that you know I you can see by marble that I enjoy a good pizza and burger and maybe the occasional glass of wine and beer are you allowed to, to indulge in those things?
1: Um, I wouldn't if I'm really feeling like it then I will yeah, I mean okay. I wouldn't I wouldn't, okay. wouldn't go and suffer me- myself and like not eat <clears throat> a pizza you. or have a glass of wine if I don't want to if I feel Got like you. going out with my friends yes, and actually just socializing then 100% I'll have a pizza.
0: <laughs> now you run a training program called Wave Workouts tell us about Wave Workouts.
1: Yeah, so I launched it about a year ago and it's been very exciting. It's so far from what um, I usually do, which is just me swimming. But um, it's been an incredible journey. So it is a swim fitness app where I post a lot of my workouts, um, swim workouts, dryland workouts, recovery sessions. And there are a bunch of training plans on there as well. So, um, yeah, that's what's launched and it has been very exciting. So if you are a swimmer and if you are looking to get fit in the yes. water, then you can subscribe.
0: Can we? Is it, web, is it a website we go to? Is it on Facebook? Is it on uh, – where can people go to find out more?
1: Yes, yeah, so you can go onto my website. Um, there's a section called Wave Workouts with a link so you can download
0: it. Very cool. Um, you're obviously a role model. I, I'm a father to two young girls. And my girls always look at other – women in sport and in life as role models. And they go, dad, can I do that? Dad, can I do that? And we're inundated with male-driven sport on TV. But my daughters, it doesn't deter them. They're, they're, they're still at the age where they look at it and go, dad, I'm gonna play rugby one day. Dad, I'm gonna play cricket one day. Dad, I'm gonna, they'll do anything that's on TV. Dad, I'm gonna play soccer one day. To the next generation of Michelle Webers out there that are listening, or maybe there's a mom and dad listening. They wanna motivate their kids to stay focused, stay on track. Uh, follow their dreams and passions as you did. What mm-hmm. advice would you give to that young girl listening?
1: Um I would say I would say you're gonna have to work really hard. Um, discipline and you know talent gets you so far, but work ethic takes you so much further. And it was so funny. I was listening to an interview with um actually it was Kendall Jenner, oh, yes. and she was saying that she um she got a photo um someone said to her you know um, get a younger photo of yourself and stick it on a mirror and then every time you're not feeling so great look at that photo and just decide that you're going to fight for her so that's what i've been doing lately and it's just for all the younger girls just know that you know you are worth fighting for and you know your dreams and your aspirations in life or something so worth keeping and working towards um and i would say don't ever ever give up because i always look at myself when i was younger and i just say you know don't give up on her and keep fighting for her because she's going to be great one day
0: i love that ladies and gentlemen swimming sensation and just a heck of a great person to have so uh, spend some time with michelle Weber. thank you so much we wish you all the best for the next olympics and thanks for taking some time to uh, join us in this podcast
1: awesome thanks ryan
0: thank you ladies and gents like subscribe give us that thumbs up more importantly tell all your friends about these amazing podcasts called health matters myself ryan o'connor proudly brought to you by Sepla. you've just enjoyed health matters with Sepla.